0: Episode of People, Place, and Purpose, the show where we hear stories from business owners, creators, and entrepreneurs about how they got started, what they love most, what challenges them, where they've had to pivot, learn, change, how relationships and networking have helped along the way, and ultimately how they turn their passion into a successful venture and are living a life they love. I'm your host, Kate Lesko. I love to travel, eat delicious food, and meet and get to know cool people. And I'm so glad you're here today. Let's jump in. After taking a break from the show for the holidays and to accommodate some travel, I thought it would be a nice way to get things started again every Monday by sharing a bit of my entrepreneurial journey with you. I often say I've always had an entrepreneurial spirit, but truly, I think that began for me when I was a kid. I had been a mother's helper for a couple local families starting when I was about nine years old. But when I turned 12, I took the Red Cross babysitting course. Anyone else take that? Which made me an official babysitter candidate. And I don't know where I came up with the idea. I did love the Babysitter's Club's books, but I don't think they even ever quite did this part. But in order to market myself to families in the small town where I grew up, I decided to make flyers. Do you remember Highlights Magazine? Finding the hidden pictures was always my favorite. Anyway, I took scissors to Highlights Magazine, cut out pictures of kid-like things to glue onto the piece of paper, and used my crayons to make the flyer itself. I still remember that in big letters across the top, I wrote available before delving into my characteristics as a babysitter. I'm sure words like responsible, kind, loves kids, and then my name and phone number. But there was still this question of how to get these flyers into the hands of families with children. In the town where I grew up, each year they would mail out a town report. It's like a small book that documented financials for the town alongside lots of other grown-up stuff that didn't appeal to me. But in the back was a list of deaths for the year, and surprise, a list of all the births that year. So I went back through all of my mom's town reports, saw who had had children, and then using the list she had as a supervisor of the checklist in town, found their addresses, and yippee, a marketing list was created, and flyers were mailed to dozens of families. Over the years, including for a few special families still to this day, I have babysat or nannied for over 160 families. Let's pause there for just a moment because I know this sounds fake. Over 160 families. If you figure that each family has one to four children, that's hundreds and hundreds of children. I've been a full-time live-out nanny, a live-in nanny south of Boston, a one-time nanny for people coming to town for weddings. I've traveled on vacation with families to Mexico, Florida, New York City, and more. I've stayed home with kids while their parents left the country, sometimes for as long as two weeks. All through college, I worked for a variety of stay-at-home moms who would each have me come twice a week for a four-hour block so they could run errands and schedule appointments. And they were flexible enough so that as my class schedule changed each semester, we moved around those babysitting blocks. Many of you know Timber, my almost 10-year-old black lab. I paid for Timber entirely with babysitting money. It has been such a super rewarding and fun side hustle for a very long time. When I started with the nonprofit, New Hampshire Businesses for Social Responsibility, in 2009, it was a brand new role, which was a perfect fit for me and my entrepreneurial spirit to be able to chart the course for the role and for new areas for the organization. And this would not be the first time I'd find myself in a brand new to an organization role. When I started with another nonprofit, Stay Work Play, in 2010 as the first employee, it was a fairly new organization with a board, a mission, some general strategies, and a tremendous opportunity for growth. Through the seven and a half years that I was there, I often felt as though I truly had the opportunity to experience what it was like to start and build my own business, even though it didn't belong to me and it had the safety net of being a job. Definitely not all of the ideas over the years were mine. We had amazing board members during my tenure, volunteers. I built a tremendous network. There were so many stakeholders and outside perspectives to contribute. But for me, it was a life-changing experience to be at the helm of so much newness. And I absolutely loved it. I fully embodied that organization. And for years, people very closely tied my name with the organization's name. And I will say, there's nothing like the statistics that end up on one's resume when you're there from the beginning. Mine still has numbers like growing the budget by 460%, increasing attendance at the signature annual event by 500%, net revenue for that same event by 12,700%, and more. From there, I went into another brand new role, this time at an established company. I was the director of marketing and business development for a commercial construction company. That was a slight twist from my previous role with creating something new within something already rooted. It held different challenges and opportunities, and I enjoyed the chance to try and create new avenues and new relationships for the business, as well as increased visibility for the work. While there, early in 2018, I also decided to get my real estate license. I've loved houses forever, maybe not unrelated to having been in so many different ones through all of those babysitting jobs over the years. I knew going in that it wouldn't be something I would ever want to do full-time, but I'd love it as a side hustle. It's such a fun opportunity to coach, support, and spend time with friends, family, and friends of friends. It's really rewarding and gratifying to share in such an important time in people's lives. And it's very entrepreneurial. At least with the two brokerages where I've hung my license, my real estate career has been whatever I want to make it. I don't have a boss nor someone pushing or challenging me or telling me what to do each day. Outside of some required continuing education, I seek out the opportunities to deepen my knowledge, to network, to find clients, and then all the rest, taxes, expenses, and more. In the fall of 2018, with my love of learning and trying new things as my guide, after having practiced yoga for 15 or so years, I decided, somewhat on a whim, that I wanted to learn to teach yoga too. There's definitely a long-standing thread of coaching and teaching for me, even back to playing teacher with my dolls as a young kid. I loved grading their tests. So I went through an about nine-month-long program covering 200 hours of yoga teacher training to get certified. It is similarly a very entrepreneurial world in that you're not typically an employee of a yoga studio, but an independent contractor, and you seek out opportunities to share your skills. My most recent side hustle and entrepreneurial endeavor, which you all know if you've made it this far, is this podcast. It has been an absolute labor of love. After deciding to leave my most recent full-time role as the president and CEO of a regional chamber of commerce in mid-2021, I hired a business coach. She and I spent a lot of time figuring out what I wanted next, how I wanted to spend my time, how I wanted my life to look. I think for many, priorities shifted during and after the height of the COVID pandemic. But for me, I think I'd probably known for a while that I was ready for some change, but hadn't yet been ready to take the leap. I wanted a chance to travel more, to experience life on a larger scale with a bigger lens, to meet new people from faraway places, to satisfy my innate curiosity. And with all of those pieces and others in mind, we brought together the list of my strong suits. Where do I excel? What do I do well or relatively effortlessly that also doesn't drain my energy and brings me joy? And here I am, talking with people about their businesses, Their entrepreneurial path, their travel adventures, their favorite foods, and how they're living a life they love. I have yet to figure out how to monetize this journey, and if you have ideas, I would love to talk with you about it. But I know that it's one of the most gratifying journeys I've yet been on. I remember back when I was at Stay Work Play, I happened upon the quote by Tony Gaskins that says, if you don't build your dream, someone else will hire you to help build theirs. And it really resonated with me. I knew even back then that someday I would start something of my own. Through all of these roles, I've confirmed for myself how much I love the building and the ideating around something new, much more so than when I've been the turner-arounder, if you will. I thrive in the excitement, the creation, the uncertainty, the near-limitless possibilities. As much as I am absolutely a planner in the rest of my life, somehow the freedom and potential in the entrepreneurial realm is really appealing to me. I appreciate the independence and openness that comes with doing something for yourself, something that you own and get to turn into whatever you want. I often used to tell my college students when I was teaching that my first job after college was in finance in Boston, and while only there a short time, I quickly discovered that the world of, this is when you arrive, this is exactly how you answer the phone, this is what time you take lunch, etc., was not the ideal one for me. I appreciate the why behind it all, but it's just not where I flourish. Of course, being an entrepreneur is also terrifying at times, and really, really hard. As in my role as a young, fairly inexperienced CEO with Stay Work Play, at times it can be lonely. It's one of the things I hope to do this year via the podcast, bring together entrepreneurs and those who want to better support them to create community. One of my most favorite things. And with all of the challenges and struggles, as so many of my guests have said, it's entirely worthwhile. If you ever want to connect offline to talk about your ideas or your struggles or anything entrepreneur related, please get in touch. I would love to do that. You can find me at hello at peopleplacepurpose.com or on Instagram at peopleplacepurpose. Thanks for listening to a bit of my story today. I appreciate the chance to share some of the journey thus far with you. Keep an eye out for more phenomenal guests headed your way soon. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of People, Place, and Purpose. Please remember to subscribe, rate, review, and leave a comment. As a new podcast, your support really means a lot. And if you know someone who might be inspired by this story, please share it with them. I would also love to engage with you directly. So please find us on Instagram at People, Place, Purpose. I'm so excited for us to continue to learn and grow and discover new things together. And I look forward to seeing you next week. Until then, it's a beautiful day for an adventure. Get out there and explore.